feeling shaky after maternity, or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. Hello, it's Jessica Chivers, coaching psychologist, author of Mother's Work and host of Comeback Coach. Now, we're having a little break between seasons three and four. And if you listen to episode 42, you'll find out why. Now, the Talent Keeper Specialists, which is the business behind the Comeback Community Employee Experience, of which this podcast is a part, turned 10 in September 2022. And to mark the occasion, we had a party for clients, for coaches, for podcast guests and other friends of the work that we're doing. And we held a panel, a Q&A with six bright minds that we have coached over the last 10 years. And I decided it would be rather nice to share snippets of this panel with you. So that's what this episode is all about. Now, you're going to hear from Daisy Allington, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Cognitant. Justine Anderson, who is the Chief Operating Officer for the EMEA region at BlackRock. Debbie Diel, who is the Global Human Resources Director at GAM Investments. Dr. Melinda Rees, Chief Commercial Officer of Psyomics. Jane Stiller, Chief Marketing Officer at ITV. And Selena Tyler, UK Head of Wholesale at Lombard Odia Investment Managers. I hope you like it. A podcast I really like, maybe you do too, is How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. And in fact, Elizabeth and I share the same sound engineer. Hi, Chris. That's Chris Sharp, who puts both Elizabeth and my podcasts together. And so I asked the panel a question about failure. And it was, could you tell us about a professional failure or setback and how you came back from it and or what you learned from it? I hope you like what the panel has to say. Do you want the specifics on the failure? Because, <laughs> I mean, we've all yes. had them. I've made, yes, I've had things that have happened at work that you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. The promotions that you didn't get, the jobs that you didn't get. I think, look, for me, if I think of the hardest one, I think, because everyone on this panel, I am sure, is ambitious to a certain extent. So I think when you set your sights on an ambition, when you then don't get it, it feels like a huge setback. So I will pick my MD promotion the first time, first time notice, because though it definitely took more than one time. And I think anyone that classifies themselves as successful will definitely have had multiple setbacks on that journey. And for me, I remember distinctly getting the news, going to the stairwell, those at BlackRock will know the glass stairwells, bawling my eyes out, then realise I'm in the stairwell. The only way back is across the open trading floor in front of everyone with my puffy eyes and my red face. So that's the situation. How do you come back from that? I think, for me, I think generally, as a population, we all have a fear of failure today. Like thinking failure is bad. Failure to me is good. I am a scientist. Like failing and failing fast is good because then you know what you've done wrong. Self-awareness as to that failure and really taking a long, cold, hard look at yourself in the mirror, maybe not with the puffy eyes because that tends to send me into a spiral of mortars, is incredibly important. And so for me, like the moment, I think, number one, take the time to indulge in your failure. And the fact that you are emotional about something means that you care. Number two, then pull your socks up, quite frankly, dig for that internal resilience. And then for me, it's like show them that they were wrong. 
but acknowledging that they were probably right in the moment, but they'll be different <laughs> next time. So for me, I think that's what it is. It's that moment of self-reflection, understanding, and then taking that feedback and using it as my superhero strength rather than a weakness. Love that. Said with such conviction. <laughs> Melinda. I'm a clinician, uh, and so failure to me is patient death. It's very, very simple. And in the first year of COVID, I decided to go back to the NHS. I left the NHS in 2014 after 25 years. I left the cult. And uh, I went back for what was supposed to be 12 weeks in the first wave of COVID to help out. And I couldn't leave. So I, I took a permanent job. And um, it was a, this is unpopular to say, it was an absolutely fascinating year as a healthcare leader. And I only did it for a year. I left after that because uh, I didn't think the second wave was coming because I'm so optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was a fascinating year. We learned so much. I was a managing director in a mental health trust. Had to form a leadership team very, very quickly. We had to cope with probably the biggest adversity we'd ever been through in healthcare. We were a great top team. I made friends for life. But we had two staff deaths in the space of a week due to COVID. Gosh, now I'm going to get emotional. And that, that was failure. That was absolute failure. It's no one person's fault, but we failed those families. So I still feel regretful. Mm. Mm. So hard, so hard. And I love that you're being honest. I did a session on Tuesday for Siemens Health and Ears where I ended up talking about Artemis and Monty. And the feedback afterwards was, was really nice and about telling real stories and being very real and I think we I really value people being real so thank you Jessica did I ask to answer that question yeah you did oh I did it. oh no yeah. I was going to say if not can I ask yeah <laughs> oh, sorry. you're all on the hook for sorry. failure come on someone has told me so I'm glad I did mention so the bit sorry if I no up your you were next well. on the list oh, it's like you just read the list so for me the failing was the judgment I had on others in the workplace before I'd taken time out and before I'd had children. And if anyone could tell me what I knew now or told me just don't judge, that would have been so important. So for me, don't judge. You don't know what anyone's going through. And be open-minded. And I think that's why you need different backgrounds, different people, diversity in decision-making roles. Controversially, I think quotas are a good thing when it comes to gender diversity because I think that judgment is eased slightly because people are more rounded and they've been through different things. So, sorry to pardon you. No, you didn't. You were there on the list. It's all, it's, all, it's all good. You were next. I love that. Thanks for being so honest. Debbie, what about you, a setback or a failure? I don't want to answer mine now because theirs are all so much better. Mine's <laughs> really rubbish. No, no, it's not. So first, and this is not my planned answer, but again, in accordance with what my colleagues have said, I was listening to a Danish speaker who was talking about failure and saying, think about it, especially if you're a manager, think about letting a member of your team fail and think about your reaction to that. What's your reaction? Do you let them try again? Do you let them have another go with another project? Mm -hmm. And actually her advice was, and this is based in empirics, you're most likely to succeed, apparently, after you failed three times. So you think about that. You're going to let somebody in your team fail. Then you're going to let them fail again. Then you're going to let them fail again. Seriously, have you not fired them by now? And then you'll just see them grow. So that, isn't that, I just found that really interesting as a bit of an empirical fact. 
So now I suppose I should say about my failure, although it feels trite. So I remember having a new client, so a head of sales coming over from the US, and I was very excited to be his new HR business partner. And I thought, he's going to love me because I totally can give him all of the psych insight on all of his direct reports because I know what's going on and I know what their chat is and I I know everything. I'm going to set him up so brilliantly to understand how to manage this team. So I'm like, hi, let me tell you, let me tell you about your team. He was like, all right. And so I told, I told him and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't conjecture. It was based on what I thought to be real facts and evidential based. But he, so after half an hour of, let me tell you, and let me tell you how happy you're going to be with your new HR partner. And he just kind of went, okay, um, yeah, thanks. I would have probably rather found all of that out by myself and made my own mind up, but I can't unknow it now, can I? So how did I recover from that? I, I kind of thought, oh, okay, and just took the feedback and said, honestly, do you know what? I haven't even considered that. And you're so right, don't we all value our own instinctive first impressions about people? And he hadn't met them. But I just I just learned from that. And actually we went on to have a over time, it took some time with me saying, Okay, I'm still gonna give you my insights, not those ones anymore, some different ones, but I'm still gonna hopefully add some value to what you're doing. And oh, and by the way, maybe I should have started with what would do you like me to do? That is a good learning. But we did go and we went on to have a brilliant relationship. And I think we both got a lot from that. But it, it's brilliant learning for me because I just thought, God, yeah, you know, I really value my instinctive first impressions. So I'm sure other people do too. So that yeah, was interesting learning. Assumptions. Yeah, yeah. But what a gift yeah. that he yeah. was prepared to be direct yeah, yeah. and say, because it could be, I'm now being a bit trite now, but it could be like one of those situations where a family member buys you something at Christmas and you respond really positively to it and then you get it every year. (laughs) (laughs) And in the same way, he may have been, you know, thank you outwardly and then you keep giving you these insights and then you're out the door after three failures. Um, (laughs) Okay. And Daisy, what's what's a failure for you? What did you learn? I think when we started out on our journey with the new company I was terrified of failure and that is my failure because I was so terrified in the early days I just felt kind of paralyzed and we didn't really set out with a really strong business plan and knew exactly what we were doing we were just three people who had real passion for improving lives of patients through better information and I just couldn't see I didn't really believe that we were going to make it and I don't know why Um, And I think I had a bit of a sad exit to my last company and I had a new boss there. It was his first six months were my last six months where he massively undermined me and just completely ruined my confidence. And I took that through after a four month period of gardening leave, which was lovely, but I took it through to the new business. And I think that clouded the way that we kind of formed our partnership in the really early days. And I didn't really have a voice back then and I should have done and it kind of took my two business partners who are fantastic to really kind of pull me out of the weeds and then now we're a really strong team but I was just terrified of failure it's a big leap to make and I thought god everyone's watching what if it goes wrong and that was the failure. Thank you Daisy. And Jane? Mine's similar actually in that I got promoted in a previous company and I got promoted and it was like a big job to be in and I was managing quite a lot of people and I was looking after areas that weren't my my subject matter expertise so I had a lot of people working for me who were more knowledgeable 
about what we were doing than, than me. And I'd been promoted by my boss into the role, but then he kind of told me that no one really thought I could do it, which was <laughs> like a great example of terrible management. But it was kind of interesting because it was, it was a real setback, and I thought, well, I've just been given this role, and now you've kind of told me that I'm not really good enough to do it. And I guess I had a turning point where I was like, well, either I can just feel like shit about it like, and just be really undermining for rubbish, or it kind of flipped my mindset to think, well, what can mm. I get out of this? So it made me just really selfish, but kind of in a good way, where I was like, well, I want to gain all the information I possibly can out of this role. Because like I said, I was learning loads of new stuff, all these areas that I hadn't managed before. And I kind of thought, well, I know in the future I'm probably not going to stay in this organisation because it turns out, you know, my, my boss doesn't necessarily think that I can do this job. And But it was actually kind of a good mindset shift because it meant that I just really focused on what I could get out of the role. And actually, in the end, it was kind of like a year later, I actually stayed in it and my boss and I ended up actually, he was like, do you know what, you actually genuinely really proved me wrong. I went on to get promoted again. So it was kind of, it was, it was like a bit of a roller coaster. But that bit, I guess the setback was feeling that I couldn't do it. And actually, rather than taking that really to heart, flipping it and making it about what I could get out of it and kind of, you're still going to get paid at the end of every day. And it's quite difficult to be fired at most jobs. So you're still going to get paid at the end of every day. So therefore, make it work for you. As a society, I don't think we talk enough about failure or perhaps we talk about it in the wrong way. We need to talk much more about, okay, that didn't go as you planned or hoped. What did you learn from it? Where do we go from here? And it reminds me, I remember many years ago, someone saying to me, if you think every idea you have is a good idea, you're not having enough ideas. And in the same way, if everything is going swimmingly, then perhaps we're not pushing ourselves enough because failure is is part of being human and it's part of growth and pushing ourselves in our careers. So I hope you enjoyed the panel's responses to that question. And if you've got any questions about returning to work or onward career development, I am always very happy to respond to them. In fact, I'm delighted when you get in touch. And the best way to do that is on Instagram using the handle at comebackcomuk or feel free to drop me an email, jc at talentkeepers.co.uk. Until next time, stay bright. <laughs>